Hey, Tim, how's it going? It's going great. Happy holidays. Dare I Thank say you. Merry Christmas? You can say Merry Christmas to me. I don't celebrate right. the Jew holidays either, so it doesn't make a difference to me. All right. Well, happy Kwanzaa and Hanukkah too. Thank you. Eid and Diwali, are those sometime or are they another time of the year? I don't know. I'm I am culturally ignorant on most right. things. So do you like did you used to your kids are a bit older now, but I wanted to talk about like holidays, but also like lies about holidays. So mm. do you lie to your kids about Santa or did you? The tooth fairy, these things. I have a little sister. I don't know uh, if my parents lie to her about that kind of stuff. But sorry, I did notice on uh, Facebook you posted. I thought it was quite funny. Do you let Santa get your kids better presents than you do? Yeah, or do you let that trespassing creep out upstage you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, I did lie to my kids about Santa, and I regretted it. I, I did a, a, a video with them years later when they were teenagers, basically apologizing to them and talking about how the lies, what they thought about me lying about Santa. And, you know, they had various various thoughts on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember... My, my daughter, who's younger than my son, uh, figured it out, figured out that it was all a big hoax uh, before mm. my son did. And uh, she told him and it gutted him. It was like <laughs> he was very upset at us for lying to him. Too, right. And that kind of made me realize, yeah, what, like I, I don't understand why we're doing this. Why are we lying to kids? You know, the on the one like. The kids so, like like what's wrong with the the act the real Christmas story, which is like, yeah, once a year we celebrate. We're celebrating family. We're celebrating giving. And guess what? Mom and Dad worked really hard to get you guys stuff, and we really appreciate you. And we got you these amazing gifts, and you can give us amazing gifts too. And it feels great to give. Um, well, why do I'm we not... have to outsource the the <laughs> present giving? No, we didn't have anything to do with this. That was Santa. And well, oh yeah, Santa brought the of... kid, the rich neighbor kid, a way better gift than you. Right. Uh, I guess he must like the neighbor kid better, or something. I've not thought about it before this conversation, but right away it comes to mind that it's the whole narrative of achievement is bad. So it's like you just got this gift from someone who's nice and gives everyone gifts because everyone right. deserves gifts. And I, as someone who works and earns money, chose no, I can't be good for earning money and buying you gifts. I have to put that aside. And I don't know where the history, I mean, Santa got popularized by Coca-Cola, I believe, but I don't know why there is this idea that we should lie to our kids. But the, the, right. the connection I make is about, yeah, I shouldn't be buying my kids presents. Some random person who loves every child should be giving them presents. But I'm interested in your psychology of what was going through your mind when you were lying to your kids like why lie to your kids what benefit did it give or is it, it was, just that the, a magic world that they can be the right. sparkly eyed in yeah that's it i mean it, it's fun to see your kids gaze in wonderment right and and like think about and like be in awe or something like that and it, it, it it's kind of yeah, it, it felt kind of fun. So it was all about me, I guess. It was. It had nothing to do with them. I, like, I kind of remember a similar... It was kind of like 
we went to Drumheller where they have the the big dinosaur museum and we're driving into the Badlands and you know I'm telling my son well this is where a lot of the dinosaurs lived and we're going to see a lot of their bones and he just started looking around like oh yeah in awe at we're in a place like there's some sort of reverence and it's kind of like that same feeling when it came to Christmas right it, it was and it was something that everyone else was doing and you kind of want to participate in the cultural narrative and the the other you know and everyone else so you know i i have to admit i was never like i went along with it i was never really into it like i didn't go out of my way i always thought it didn't feel quite right about it uh, my wife sure like bought it. she she likes seeing that and, and i think maybe that's part of it too it's like you know mums really want they're wired for short-term gratification giving their kids short-term gratification right because you need to do that when they're a baby like when a baby's crying uh, you immediately address it, right? You mm -hmm. you are interested in, but dads, this is why they say moms make great kids, dads make great adults. Um, mm -hmm. At a certain point, dads shift that focus to long-term gratification. It's like, okay, you're going to have to fall down and skin your knees a couple times. It's going to be a bit of short-term pain right here, but you're the long run, you're going to be able to ride that bike, right? Yeah. Or, you know, if you save that money up and, and invest it over like a year, think about the thing you could buy versus the little toy or trinket you could buy right now, mm -hmm. right? Think about where that, so, so we kind of shift that thinking and maybe that's the difference is that there's this immediate payoff when you, when you see that look of joy in your kid's eyes, right? Whereas me, I'm thinking about, well, look, I worked hard for, for that money and I want the kids to know that I'm buying them this nice gift because I appreciate them and because they, I, I value them so much. And this mm -hmm. is a, a symbol of my, of the way they're valuable to me. And the Santa story kind of removes that. Uh, it kind of corrupts that, um, that narrative, right? It's like, yeah. oh, Santa gives it to you, whether, you know, like what's wrong with the, the, the truth? The truth seems much better to me and it instills in them this kind of long-term thinking, right? And what do you think about kids who, because the whole idea is that if you're good, Santa gets you things, and if you're bad, he doesn't. And then there's like, it seems like it might be at odds with the general narrative because poor kids get worse presents, so they're less yeah. good. Right. But that doesn't seem yeah. to be the, the case. It's more like, well, Santa loves everyone. As long as you're good, you'll get presents. But that's not actually the case then. So it's interesting to me how the Santa narrative fits into everything else. But I suppose there's also pushback that, you know, we shouldn't celebrate Christmas broadly and it's the holidays and these sorts of things. I don't know if these interrelate, but I'm just confused about the whole thing generally. Cause like growing up, so I'm Jewish. We didn't have like, we, I knew of Santa, I guess. I don't ever remember thinking he was real or wasn't real or anything like that. Um, yeah. I remember someone taught me that sticking up your middle finger met Santa. And so like, that was a lie about Santa, <laughs> but <laughs> that was it. Um, but yeah. like with the holidays generally, I think also I took for granted, maybe I would have appreciated presents more if they were from some magical being. Cause I just took for granted that my parents should buy me things. Cause I was like a millennial little brat kid. Right. Um, right. so I don't know. Yeah, I, and you, I think you bring up another point too of just buying kids present because that's the thing you do, right? Mm -hmm. um, like that—that that seems like a a terrible thing to do as well, right? Like the the, the the there's something there is something good or magical, if you will, about giving gifts, right? 
about the giving of gifts like that. That's almost meeting a human need to give someone something that you worked for and to show them that you value them and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and to, to enrich another person's life like that. Uh, but you want the, your kids to experience that as well. And they experience that by them giving to, to others, to people they care about. Right. But it, it shouldn't just be an obligation, you know, right. like, uh, you know, the other thing that, that drives me nuts about Christmas is here's my list, right? Here's all the things I want. So right. pick from that list, right? Okay, so well, why don't I just give you money and you go out right. and get the things you want? Like you, you've removed from me any joy in gift giving, which is yeah. partly trying to figure out what, what would you really value? How do exactly. Like I'm demonstrating to you know that in a way that I know you and that right. I, I love you and that I'm thinking – uh, and ideally, like the, even the best gift is something that the person I'm giving it to would never have thought of, but that they love it more than right. they could have known. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that to me is where the joy comes in. So when <laughs> kids hand me a list or something like that, it's kind of like, oh, man, this is just this does this. Yeah. You're taking the joy of giving away from me and that sort of thing. Right. So I've, de I've definitely like gotten over gift giving generally I'm a bit of a Scrooge because one I hate the yeah. I hate that aspect where I was just telling my parents what I wanted and then I was yeah. waiting until a holiday to get it instead of I have income I have the ability to purchase the things I want so it ended up being like a negotiation well how much will you spend what can you buy me this year and this sort right. of thing same with my siblings and then also I hate the obligation right like I like buying people things when I see something and I'm like, oh, wow, this person would really yeah. appreciate that. And I buy it for them. And I don't wait for a holiday or whatever. But this idea, there's Christmas. Now there's Mother's Day and Father's Day. Oh, I, there's Valentine's Day. I have to love you on this day, you on that day. And, yeah, yeah. and the, the obligation is, I mean, it taints the gift giving generally, but also it's like, okay, I have to buy something. What do they need? What do, not what? Do I think they'll enjoy and that sort of thing? Right, right. Now it's more about meeting an entitlement than it is about expressing your genuine feelings about a person, right? Like if you don't yeah. give that, like you're almost motivated more by, ah, if I don't get this person a gift, I'm going to feel guilty and they're, they're, you know, how are they going to think about me? And mm -hmm. yeah, that it's to me, it's a real corruption of the the spirit of what, what it should be, right? And And yeah. so, yeah, yeah. And now so many people, I think, just get gift cards. It's like, oh, I feel bad giving you money right. like you're some cheap yeah. floozy of the night. Um, but I'll give you a gift card. So I'll limit your use of money. I think you should buy these sorts of things only. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely right. I always thought that was uh, kind of weird, too. Yeah, money money is the least in person. It's like you haven't thought about the person at all. A gift card says, oh, you've thought like maybe one step a little bit better. Like, I think you're going to want to go to this store and buy stuff there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you think about it logically, it's like, well, you've just limited that person's ability to buy what they want to one store right. uh, by, by giving them a gift card to that store or something like that. Um, and most gift cards, I think there's a business that collects old gift cards, but there's like billions of dollars worth of gift cards that get left unspent right that seems like a huge mm -hmm. waste to me but um yeah. so bringing it back to fictional beings because right. we're just kind of all over well, the map uh, a little bit oh uh, go ahead yeah no i was gonna add to the whole santa narrative the other thing i find creepy about santa is that you know he first of all he trespasses he break right connect he's an e artist right um he's fixated on kids like what well, he never brings 
adults presence like even though right. adults are there to provide for the well-being of the kids like maybe paying making a mortgage payment santa would be uh, a wonderful gift for the whole family <laughs> and especially for the kids so they don't have to live on the streets with mom and yeah. dad uh, but then also the fact that he has a list of who's naughty and who's nice as if he is constantly surveilling your thoughts and your actions so there's this like constant surveillance state uh, right. from Santa, uh, enumerating your kids' behavior, watching them, even when they're having baths and different things like that. That seems a little bit creepy to have an old guy watching my kids and how they're behaving in the bathtub or something like that. I don't know. The whole thing strikes me as kind of weird. And I, I think the original story of Santa or Saint Nick was Saint Nick, probably a good one, right? Like an old guy giving gifts, giving of himself and like considering others and, and being compassionate. That seems to be like the original spirit of the story, but it has now become this other thing, uh, probably, you know, spurred on by maybe commercial interests or something like that. Uh, I think Coca-Cola might have, I'm trying to remember the history of, of Apparently the they popular, popular, popularized him in a Coca-Cola commercial. I don't know how long ago, but. Right. And, and so now it has, he's become the symbol of, um, you know, consumerism in a lot of ways, uh, which I, I don't necessarily have a problem with consumerism or commercialism or anything like that. But, you know, I think that's not really what Christmas is about. It's about giving a gift. And in fact, you know, making something or doing something yourself is, a, you know, a symbol of your love and commitment and appreciation more than um, just spending some disposable income on what a kid thinks they're entitled to or something. What do you think of the the thought that Santa's just an extended metaphor for statism and the state about how there's some overlord who keeps track of if you're good or not based on their standard and the kid doesn't quite understand it and then if you're good they'll they'll you'll get handouts you'll get things from him but you have to accept that he can come into your home whenever he wants. Right. Right. Well, th that's just it, right? And um it, it could be thought of as as a extension of statism and, or of even uh, monotheism or something like that, where mm. there's this judge overlooking you, right? But I think, again, that's a corruption of all those things. I think Jordan Peterson's idea of, um, of God is not necessarily this celestial dictator that's constantly surveilling you and figuring out whether you're naughty or nice. It's more of something inside you, like that the line between good and evil runs down the, your heart and you have this higher consciousness that can determine what's good and what's bad. And mm. that's the judge in you, right? And and to outsource that is almost a corruption of, of, um, of that because now it's like you're making some external authority responsible for determining what's good and bad rather than you developing in yourself what's good or bad or something like that um and, and it and, also removes the need of that moral judgment from the parents as well if santa is the like once a year judgment ruler then it's like well the parents don't really know what's going on they the the kid doesn't necessarily respect their judgment on if he was good or bad santa's is more important right yeah and and i think that's kind of what it's been used for right i think that's where the naughty and nice list came from it was kind of a uh, a tool for gaining com a compliance from your kids. 
Mm-hmm. Like if, if you don't stop hitting your sister, I'm going to tell Santa and you'll be on the right. naughty list. Right. And because oh, the know, kid like, doesn't so, understand God necessarily, but he understands right. I Santa gives me presents. Well, and, and it's the same way religion is used. Like God is watching you and and he knows you're being naughty and you don't want to go to the bad place. You want to go to the good place. Right. right. And and so, again, that little bit of corruption is like you're like the the Christmas song says, you want to be good for goodness sakes, right? Not right. for some other person's sake, mm-hmm. but for the sake of what's right, what's objectively right. And yeah. here's how you can figure out what's objectively right, uh, right? It, it, this isn't about avoiding punishments or seeking rewards. This is about doing the right thing. And how do we know we're doing the right thing? And how can we determine that? And, um, you know, we, we need a, a way of, of telling that story of, uh, exemplifying that. And I think Christmas can be that, right? If you, if you teach it about, if you, if you make it an exercise about gift giving and you talk to your kids about what giving gifts means and how it can bring value to your life to give other people a gift, uh, Mm -hmm. people that you value, that you love and how that can make you feel good and how that can, uh, increase, um, you know, the blessings in your life, because if you know, let's face it, if you are, there's something to be said about like Tony Robbins, is a very is a prolific uh philanthropist right he gives a lot of money and he's given a lot of money to people and raise money even when he was dirt poor he would raise a lot of money for poor people and feed them and he he is convinced that that uh giving mentality is responsible for his own personal um flourishing uh, because you, you gain goodwill, you gain a positive mindset that helps you interact with the world in a better way. So I think there's a lot to be said just from a purely selfish perspective of giving gifts. Like it, it can be a very selfish in the Randian sense act, right? In the sense that it it builds you up, right? And, and I think mm-hmm. teaching kids that, that giving gifts can really build yourself up is is uh, a good good lesson to learn but but the santa story takes that away and this uh commercialization and sense of entitlement uh for gifts takes that away right and and you know ultimately i would love my kids to be more focused on what are they going to give rather than what are they going to get for christmas because that to me is what the spirit of christmas is about it's about how can i give to the people i love and and what will that mean to me and what will that mean to them um and not about well, what am I going to receive? And what's here's my list and uh, all the, these exercises in is in entitlement that uh, it's currently become. And what do you what would you say to people who think analyzing Santa and Christmas in this way were just a couple of whack jobs? Why not leave it be? <laughs> There's no statism in Christmas or God, God, you know, religion. What do you say to people who think it's all it's it's nuts for us to be. Yeah, I mean, this way. whatever. I, like, I, I don't think it's a huge deal to lie to your kids. Lie to your Santa. kids? I, well, I mean, this is, it, it's not good, put it that way. It's not good, but I don't think it's a, it, it's a huge, like, I, I don't have some huge moral judgment against parents that do, you know, in the way that I would say about a parent that takes their kid to a pastor to pray the gay away or something like that, or, uh, says, you know, tells their kids that they're going to burn in hell if they don't have the correct thoughts in their heads. You know, that to me, those are kind of egregious, um, acts compared to, uh, there's an, you know, because most parents, the way most parents approach it, it's just kind of like a fun story. They, they don't talk about it year round. They're just, they just pointed out, Oh, there's Santa, you know, Santa comes from the North pole and what's Santa going to bring you. Right. 
Um, mm. it, but I, I think there's a, there are certain kids that that will take that very seriously. And yeah. when they take it very seriously, like my son was probably one of these. And so I, I, we probably did a lot more damage to him than to our daughter by telling this lie because, and, and it, it was the same with me with religion, right? Like I was a very serious person. And so when I was told basically that my thoughts were going to, could lead to heaven or to hell, uh, I was, I became obsessed about it. I had nightmares about this. I cried myself to sleep about this because I wasn't sure if I was on the nice list or the naughty list with God, right? right. Uh, whether my thoughts were exactly right. And this concerned me greatly. And, you know, my parents probably would have got, probably saw better compliance from me, but I, I was being compliant because I was trying to avoid, I wasn't doing it for the right reasons, right? I was right. doing it to avoid punishment. And so, but then my brother and other people I saw in the same community, they, they didn't give two thoughts about it. Like they just kind of thought, oh, that's a nice story. And they just went back to their, whatever they're interested in. Right. But I took Man. stuff that was told to me as truth claims seriously. And so I think if you have one of those kids, um, what I would say, well, what I, I would flip it back on the person saying, well, what's the big deal? I say, well, what's the big deal about telling them the truth? Well, right. I mean, it's a beautiful story. It's a wonderful thing for the kids to know that their parents love them and are giving them gifts and that they can have that too. Why not just tell them the truth? What, what, what's the harm? Right. Yeah. And I think you brought up a good point as well that, you had said, like, it's great to see the, like, flash of wonder in the kid's eye. Oh, Santa, where's Santa? And I saw these couple of kids at the mall that were, like, so excited. And it's cool. But then you have to contrast with, yeah, when they eventually find out it's all a lie, how gutting is that to them, right? right? That is probably worse than the total sum up of the once a year that they're happy that there's a Santa because they find out they've been lied to, their parents lied to them, yeah. and the, all this stuff. So it's – but people don't think in the big picture – of the whole system of the lie of Santa. They yeah, just think, well, you know, right now it's good. And by the time they're old enough, they won't even care that it's a lie. But now to play devil's advocate to what, what I've just been saying and to what you've been saying, you know, I'm thinking of, of like Disneyland, right? And you see Mickey Mouse and Snow White and all these characters running around and kids getting excited about that. Is that so bad, right? Is, is it mm -hmm. uh, like, do is, is it, playing an extended game of pretend or suspending disbelief for a minute. Like imagination and pretending is a very important part of childhood development. Um, but uh, I, I think, you know, I, I think it's important to not let them get carried away into thinking that this imaginary world is real, but let them know that it's fun to play in imagination land for a period of time as if it's real, mm. but then to come out of that. And, you know, and so... You know, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, uh, you know, th th this is why kid... I, I don't have a huge moral judgment against parents that are playing in this imagination land or this pretend land for a bit. But I think if you start to notice that your kid is really taking it seriously and that that uh, th then it, it's time to say, listen, we, we got to stop. We got to pull you out of imagination land for a second and recognize we're playing a game here. Everyone else is playing that game. It's fun to play. It's not real. Um, you know, it's really mommy and daddy get, getting that right. But um you know, so I think you can still keep Santa in there and keep pretend in there. But, you, you know, I think you got to be careful about crossing that line into warping your kids' minds into thinking that um, fiction is reality or that imagination is reality or something. Cool. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Thanks, David.